Try that again. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the Pot of the Damned. I'm your host, Ian. Oh. And I, I totally fucked that up. It's fine. It's fine. No, Join, it's joining me as always is my co-host, Nico. How is it going, buddy? I'm even better after that. I know. You, you take some sort of just sick, twisted pleasure, twisted. don't you, in me fucking things up on the podcast. Always. You know what, like, you could laugh, like, next time, you can laugh, next time you're doing the intros, you're doing the plugs, because you've yet to ever actually do that. That's your job, not mine. No, 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 you're, you are a co-host. I'm, I'm here to look pretty, that's it. Are you like the colour, co- you're like the colour commentator. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much. So, okay, that's I'm fine. Jerry Lawler. You're just... my, my job is to I take a heart to that. for failing. I don't think you should I don't to be. <laughs> I wouldn't admit to that, Nico. Anyways, uh, we are not alone, as you may be able to see uh, if you are watching this live. We have a very special guest, absolute legend, friend of the show, has been... Contribu- I think you've probably contributed to almost every single episode uh, with your thoughts and opinions. You you like to leave us nice, big, long reviews to read Damn. out on the show, and we are forever grateful for it. Uh, we are joined today by the incredible Ren. How are you doing, my friend? How's it going? Now you get to hear me talk in great lengths instead of just writing it out. Well, that's fine, because the more you talk, the less I have to talk, and that is not only a good thing for me, but it's probably a really good thing for our listeners as well to hear less me, although it's even better for them to hear even less Nico, but it's it's all Thanks, good. Dear, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's all good. But no, we are both incredibly grateful to have you on the show, and well, welcome, welcome to the Pod of the Damned. It's like you, like we were saying off air. It's been a long time coming. I know we've tried to get you on a couple of times, and you know, various various aspects of life has gotten in the way, but we're very very glad to finally have you here. Yeah, there's always uh, that ocean that's between us too. It's a little <laughs> bit of a hindrance but yeah i'm uh super stoked to be here um like you like you said i've been following you since the beginning i followed you since for, uh, from other shows um so i'm like honored to be uh here now and talking to you guys live and somewhat in person somewhat in person it's as close to in person as we're ever gonna get probably <laughs> um, so yeah it's good to finally have you all yes it absolutely <laughs> is um in today's show i'm uh, sorry um as everyone may know, we are a horror podcast that deep dives into a different topic every single week in our quest to create a leaderboard of the best and worst horror movies of all time. This is episode number 78, and in today's show, we are talking all about the 2016 sort of, I don't know whether to describe this as like a cult movie or a horror like phenomenon. We, we are talking about Terrifier. Now, I know... Again, I mentioned it off air that uh, Ran, you've got some thoughts about this movie. Nico, I'm not actually sure yet where you fall on this, but I've got a funny feeling Ooh. you're going to fall. I've, I've got, I've got an inkling about which side you're going to fall down, and I don't think it's going to be on my side. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, how would you describe this? Like, it, it's because obviously Terrifier Two came out uh, at the tail end of last year. We've had Terrifier 3 announced that's going to be coming out. I think they're saying late 24 that that's going to be coming out. They're going to start working on that later this year. This franchise, because it is essentially a franchise now, has kind of taken the horror world by storm. If Regardless of what you think about it, whether you think it's great or whether you think it's terrible, it has taken the horror world by storm in a way that so few other things of this magnitude have because you know terrifier is an incredibly low budget movie terrifier 2 obviously had a bigger budget but still in the grand scheme of things you know a low budget horror movie i don't think i've ever really 
known something like this to take the horror mo- the horror movie world by storm in the way it has. I don't know. Like, do you what do, what do you guys think about that? I I think the closest one would probably be Blair Witch. Oh, or uh, that that's. I mean, regardless of how you feel about Blair Witch, that was that was the talk of the that was the talk of the town for a while after it came out. Um, and Terrifier, yeah. Terrifier has a lot of reminds me of that. Not it's not obviously in content wise, but the the whole like oh like just the word of mouth. Like I don't know how it was over there, but it, here in the states, every weekend when Terrifier two came out, it just got more and more and more and more buzz. Yeah. And, and yeah. people who didn't even know the Terrifier one existed. We're going with Terrifier too. So like it's kind of it reminds me a lot of what happened with Blair Witch. Blair Witch the first weekend was big, but that just continuously it turned into this like monster. So that's that's the only thing that I can really compare it to. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, I I get what you mean, but I'd compare it more to like it's a gore fest, this movie. Like you know what you're doing when you go to watch this, basically. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it, it it's more like a saw type movie in my opinion. Yeah, I mean Oh like... no doubt, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, you, you could absolutely compare it to those things. You know, you've got your, your Blair Witches. You probably probably would put, you know, Paranormal Activity in that sort of bracket as well that was made for, you know, next to no money and, you know, absolutely exploded and created this whole sort of, this whole franchise that made made loads of money. Like you say, obviously, content-wise, they're, they're very different things. But, you know, yeah, okay, we, we can list, you know, Blair Witch. We can list, like, Paranormal Activity. Nico, you're comparing it there to Saw. Um, but it's it's just, you know... That, that's a very exclusive club of movies yeah. you know we're not talking about you know all these other movies you know a lot of movies that do go on to be successes you know were were very well advertised they were well marketed you know if you think back to Blair Witch you know Nico I know that's your favorite horror movie of all time but um um but it's widely you know, we all know that Blair Witch probably had one of the the best marketing campaign out of any horror movie ever and that's what did it when terrifier first came out the first one there wasn't really that sort of buzz about it you know when i mean i i only sort of stumbled upon it a few years after it was released i think it was probably around sort of 2018 2019 that i stumbled upon it i don't remember there being any sort of buzz about it here there definitely was a buzz about t2 t2 didn't get yeah. a cinema release in the uk though um, oh. um, unless I mean, if it did, it was very, very, very limited. I know it got a, its initial run in the US was a a limited run, and then that just sort of kept getting extended yeah. and being released wider. They have announced, I think, that T T three is going to get a wide cinema release. So I'm kind of hoping that we're going to get that over here in the UK because I do think I can't believe you're calling it T two and T three. There's only one T two in the planet, and it's not fucking this. But it was not the next one. <laughs> I'm I I'm just gonna do that now just to annoy you. Nicole, just to annoy me, yeah. The rest of the episode. I, I like T two was amazing when Arnie put that thumb up. It was just the best <laughs> scene ever. <laughs> but no, um, you know, so it, it, it's just really weird because, like I said, Terrifier came out, and I remember I remember hearing a few people like I I would listen to other podcasts and I think it wasn't even like a horror podcast I was listening to. I think it was a wrestling podcast I was actually listening to. And one of the hosts was randomly talking about this movie, the Terrifier. And that's how I got, like, sort of went to go seek it out. And, you know, it, it definitely wasn't something that had a huge amount of buzz over here. Obviously, 
T2 had the buzz. <laughs> um, anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll get a bit more into it because I've realised that I've just dived straight into the movie discussion and I haven't done any of the plugs no, no, no. or, you know, the intros or anything like that. Um, so if you would like to support this podcast, you can do so. Our social media is on Twitter at Damn Podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Pod of the Damned. You can email us at podofthedamned at gmail.com. You can subscribe to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash pod of the damned we obviously broadcast all of our episodes here live on twitch twitch.tv forward slash pod of the damned but that is the only time you will get to watch these episodes on twitch they will then get straight uploaded exclusively for around the three to four weeks to our patreon subscribers before they eventually go up onto our youtube channel so um we uh, also have uh new perks coming to our patreon um our newest perk, Nico, I don't think I've actually told you about this, is we're going to start sending out just random pieces of horror trivia to people's email addresses. I'm just like, bombarding people being like, ah! So we're just going to start bugging people for that now. It's annoying people. But yeah, yeah. That, that sounds like a great idea. It does, doesn't it? I thought so, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I um, would hate that. I know you would, Nico, but luckily um, I have no interest in contacting you beyond these calls. So it's oh, thanks. Cheers, yeah. <laughs> is it? I think is it time for that periodical reminder in an episode that me and Nico are <laughs> friends. <laughs> we have known each other for a long time. We are actually friends. Don't don't uh, yeah. let them lie to you. Before we went on, they were talking that they weren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was saying I was going to stab him and everything, you know. It's just a yeah, he, way. He, he was going to recreate the uh, the bedroom scene from Terrifier Two on me. That's a different bedroom scene, mate. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought that's what you were talking about. Um, Rand, do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, would you like to advertise? You, you don't have to, obviously. If you would, not uh, I mean, like people. if people if people want to see me and yeah on the internet, I'm RenXXX on everything. I'm a monthly contributor to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. You can find them on horror underscore guitar on Twitter, and then it's Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks Pod on Instagram, and I think Facebook is just Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks Podcast. So uh, I'm a monthly. Tim Mills, who runs that, he does interviews with um, people in music, some people in uh, within the horror community. Um, and then every month, there's four of us to get together, and we just do a roundtable discussion. Awesome. It's a, it's a really fucking fun show. Um, I've, I've been checking it out. It's awesome. Um, I've been talking with Tim uh, in the, over the uh, earlier today, so I uh, might have a small announcement um, on a wider scale that's not necessarily to do with this show, but more to do with our, our sort of network of shows that we're a part of. So uh, hopefully there'll be something in the pipelines there. But definitely go check out uh, Horrorflix and Guitar Picks. Follow Ren on the social medias. He's always got very insightful things to say, um, which is, you know, as I said, in total has probably contributed. Is pro you've probably contributed, aside from myself and Nico, obviously, you've probably contributed more to this show than anyone else who's ever listened to the show. So, yeah, yeah. fun show. So check that. It's out. a fun show. So, and you guys keep me busy during the day. So, I, I uh, greatly appreciate the content you guys put out. So. We definitely appreciate you. Uh, Nico, you are obviously very familiar with our leaderboard. And yes. It is that time of the episode where you need to predict. This is our 74th movie that we're coming, uh, we're reviewing on the show, sorry. You need to predict where you think this is going to go on the leaderboard. See, this one's a tricky one because, like, I normally judge this on how I've spoke to folk and you know how I normally do it. And this has genuinely been 50-50 with the folk that I've been talking to. 
it's like the marmite of movies like you either love this or hate it so i'm gonna go slap back in the middle i think it's gonna get a five out of ten you're going for a five out of ten slap bang in the middle well it, that might be slap bang in the middle of the ratings that's not slap bang in the middle of our leaderboard however i know, a, a, I know. a five out of ten would put this in 65th place <laughs> of our 74 movies so that would that would be make it a bottom 10 movie which um i'm sure for some people they're thinking yep that's exactly where it belongs yeah, a lot of people will be thinking um, that yeah but for some people you know that's that's the total opposite so um okay so we'll, we'll go we're going for a five out of ten we'll see how close to being right you are right okay let's get into the movie this week we are talking all about terrifier what if that guy did this to your car? What guy? The clown? Do you really think someone slashed my tires? Well, he knows this is your car. He saw us getting into it earlier. Hey! Handsome! Cut it out! My friend wants your Did number! I kill you! What is Tara? Dawn and I are sort of stranded. She has a flat tire and no spare, and I was kind of hoping you could pick us up. me up into little pieces or something. was released in 2016, was written and directed by Damien Leone and stars Jenna Canal, Samantha Scafidi and David Howard Thornton. The IMDb plot is as follows. On Halloween night, Tara Hayes finds herself as the obsession of a sadistic murderer known as Art the Clown. Okay, right, let's just get the cats out of the bag straight away. Ren, <laughs> you fan of this movie? <laughs> I am not a fan of this movie, <laughs> um, but you'll be interested to know. So I watched this again on Tuesday. It's officially the second time I've ever watched it. And my opinion is slightly changed on it. Not that I like it, but I, for the longest time, was a proponent like that this was the worst and they improved in the sequel. I am flipping my opinion on that. Ooh. I think this one is now better than the sequel, Okay. but I still don't think it's, I still don't think it's a good movie. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's fine um nico are you a fan of terrifier right so the first time i watched this you know me i like the stuff and i was like yeah i could get behind this it was not bad it was not bad now i rewatched it again and it got worse now i rewatched it again and it got worse now i rewatched it this time and i'm like mm, it's not really that good is it <laughs> okay right so <laughs> It's all right. It's not the first time I've had a two-on-one situation. Um, you loved it. I do. Uh, 
I do you, want, do you want me to tell you how? We'll get to it. We'll get to it in a second. Um, I okay. I am a big fan of the Terrifier franchise. I know. <laughs> I think anyone who follows me on social media and anyone who discusses horror with me knows that I'm a big fan of the franchise. However, however, th- there are very, very clear and obvious issues. I think especially with this one. I'm very interested to see why you think Terrifier 2, there you go, Nico, uh, is, is, is now, one, how, why you now think that that's a worse movie than this one. I um, I have, I kind of flip back and forth between them, because whilst obviously, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously, you know, same movies in the franchise, um, tonally they feel a little bit different. Um, I think when you get to Terrifier 2, Terrifier 2 is a lot meaner than than the, the first one, um, you know, and they, they expand, it's a lot, it's a lot more it's a lot more gory, really. I know this is, is quite the gore fest. Um, you know, there's there's obvious issues. You know, if we're just going to boil this down to basics, you know, there's very, very obvious issues with Terrifier with regards to the script and some of the acting and, you know, some of the effects. And, you know, there's maybe, you know, reasons for that. So, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that I think this is a perfect movie. I'm going to give this a perfect score. However, for me, I genuinely believe that, and, and it is kind of coming to fruition, that Art the Clown is probably the most iconic new horror villain out there. You know, if you take away your Freddies and your Michaels and your Jasons, who are, you know, well, long-established horror villains, and you take into, and you take sort of new or newish uh, IPs, as in Terrifier, obviously it goes beyond the original Terrifier because Art the Clown's made his first appearance in All Hallows' Eve, which, if you think Terrifier's a bad movie, please go check out All Hallows' Eve, because that's, that's something special. Um, but yeah, I do genuinely believe that Art the Clown is the most iconic, and there, there's just, there's something about him that I that I, I really find myself drawn to. Um, Nico, in terms of, like, the villain, villain side of things, and then I'll let you get into, you know, the, your reasons behind your thoughts... Yeah. Art, Art the Clown. I, I don't think there's no denying that the impact that Art the Clown is about to have on the horror community. See, in this movie alone, right? Art the Clown is he's he's like that. It is gory. Like the, basically, what this is is an eighties gore fest, but with better special effects and a villain that talks less. And that benefits them because he does seem more terrifying because he does less he's just butchering them that's it like there's nothing really scary about him but it's your own imagination that does that and we've talked about this before yeah well exactly that's it like because we've always mentioned and we've said it so many times on the show in previous episodes you know less is more and you you get that with the fact that you know art the clown doesn't talk but it's this really weird sort of juxtaposition because yeah whilst you still get that less is more in terms of the things he's saying you get very much on the more side about what he is doing. There is nothing well, hidden what I mean. about what he's doing. So you get this really weird position where, you know, you're getting you're getting virtually no information, but you're seeing so much of the ramifications of what he is doing. And it's 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 a really sort of difficult thing, I think, to sort of comprehend. You know, you, you go back to your other sort of silent killers and we're gonna you know, you go back to sort of michael and and jason because they're probably yeah. you know the two most iconic of your of your silent killers 
Um, <laughs> and whilst, you know, there, there's a certain level of brutality and we do get a bit to gore, for the large part in those movies, they're not setting out to be as brutal and as gory as this movie is. So there's a lot you still don't see. There's a lot that is still suggested and still maybe happens slightly off camera and, and, and things like yeah. that and trickery. Whereas here, it's just, it's bombarded at you, you know, from that and that and and that doesn't even just extend to art the clown as well because even in that opening scene the first real bit of gore in this movie isn't even performed by art the clown yeah. you know it's 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 during that um it's during that interview scene where or post interview scene where we really get that first piece of gore um but obviously the majority of it is is performed by art the clown um ran in terms of like a pure from a pure villain perspective we're, we're where do you think Art the Clown is going to sort of rank for you? Does is is he a villain that's maybe too good for his franchise, or do you think he actually kind of fits and he's not that great? No, I think he's an interesting one. Um, I kind of have like hard like if how do I feel about him because I don't know anything about him because this this movie in particular sets it up that he and even Terrifier two kind of plays on it. Is he human or is he not human? Like what is his like and and like. Like with Michael Myers, like you don't, he's just evil. There's no really, there's nothing about him. And that's what makes Michael Myers like absolutely terrifying is that he's just like a void with, with a human shell. Uh, with art though, like I can't, it bothers me that I can't pick out like what he is, if he's human or if he's not, because this whole movie, he's human until like the very end. And then you're kind of like, well, wait a minute. That kind of, def that kind of like throws me off. As far as the character itself, though, I think he's a cool character. I think clowns in general can be really terrifying because they're supposed to look like inviting. And he, you know, he does that smile, and that smiles like David Howard Thornton's smile is awesome. Like with the with the the teeth effects and all that stuff. Um, I think Art could be a great villain, um, and I, I I wouldn't label him as iconic yet until terrifier 3 comes out once damon leone has like a real budget and he can do some like real damage with with art i think that's when he's gonna like push himself because i don't think he's hit mainstream yet i think for us like us horror fans that like live and breathe the genre like we know who art is We're, and if you like this stuff you can be like art's iconic he's in there with the freds and michaels and jasons and all that stuff but i don't think he's crossed over to that that threshold yet to be like mainstream once he's mainstream, which Terrifier three, Terrifier two was so successful here on a word of mouth that I think once Terrifier three comes out, I think now Art the Clown is going to be like a frequent Halloween costume right next to your Pennywise's. So I think he's got just one more movie before he becomes like in that icon level. Yeah, and, and we yeah, I, I think you're right about that. About that's how you can define if it's going to be a, a stay true villain that everyone knows about and is a mainstream is the Halloween costumes. That's what I was going to bring up. This yeah. year, I've got a funny feeling you'll see a few people dressed as it. Whilst last year, you'd see one or two people, and as you say, the horror fans would go up and go, nice art, you know? But yeah. everybody else would be like, why, who's this scary clown? Is it yeah. uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space or something? They, they'd they'd throw back to a different one and try and guess which one it would be. And, yeah. and, and yeah, you know, you're obviously mentioning, you know, about hitting that mainstream. We already know that Terrifier 3 is going to have, you know, even if it Look, listen, even if that movie bombs, it's going to have that much more mainstream access because we already know that, at least in the US, it's going to get a wide cinema release, which Terrifier yeah. 2 didn't. Terrifier 2 got that limited release. And like you say, due to the success of it through word of mouth and through the horror fans who went to see it on social media, etc., etc., that's when it got extended and got, you know, got a slightly wider release, but it was still a very limited release. 
Um, and, and, and budget definitely comes into it as well. I mean, obviously we'll go into it later on, but the, I mean, this movie, Terrifier, uh, its budget was in the region of like 30 odd thousand dollars. So, you know, like yeah. it, it, it's, it, it's no money to make a movie. It, that's absolutely no money. And then even when you go to Terrifier 2, the budget for that one was only around a quarter of a million, which again, you know, given the sort of scale of that movie as well, because that movie is well into the two hours plus and, you know, the set pieces are, 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 are bigger and they've gone bigger and badder. You know, I think they achieved, I think they achieved quite a lot in that movie for, you know, yeah. a quarter of a million. Um, there is obviously no actual firm figures, I think, yet on the budget for Terrifier 3, but it is rumoured to be significantly larger that, even if it gets a, even if it gets a million, yeah. that's gonna do a lot for Damon Leone and what he can do with that movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess you know, regardless of how you feel about the final product of the movie and whether you think you know Terrifier as a franchise is is good or not, one thing I don't think you can can ever sort of criticize about is the sort of creativity and what they've managed to achieve with with the really limited funds that they have. Well, yeah, I think Damon Leone is a amazing filmmaker in regards of what he's able to do, like how he's um, what's the word I want to use? I mean, he does all the effects himself, so he's yeah. a writer director. You know, he does all the effects himself, and the fact that he's like that jack of all trades gives like I, I bump up like my respect level for it. Like, like I said, I don't I don't necessarily like the movie itself, but with what Damon Leone, like I would love to see Damon Leone get a real budget with a real studio behind him to see what that guy can do because i think the brains are there i think he has i think he has the knack for making something yeah. i think he's just limited by by his i think he's limited by his own resources well yeah as well like you say obviously yeah he is the writer he's the director he's a special effects guy he does all the own special effects i think he he got a um a fangoria chainsaw award this year right for yeah. best special effects which you know is it's it's a pretty big deal and terrifier actually picked up yeah. terrifier 2 sorry actually picked up a few different awards um at, that, uh, at the, the the chainsaw awards this year so you know it is starting to get you know much more widely recognized i think maybe sometimes though the fact that he does wear hats and like i say you got to give him big kudos and big respect for he he clearly has this vision the franchise yeah. he clearly has this massive story that he wants to tell and have all these tie-ins and you know he's going to do that through being the writer and the effects and the director etc etc but i do sometimes feel like that might just be a detriment to it as well i think you know you know if you've got especially i think when you look at the script because i think when you're talking to people or a lot of people that i've talked to anyway who maybe aren't such a big fan of this the script does seem to be the one thing that everyone sort of brings up as that could have been a lot stronger and i think it's probably the most evident here in the first movie um you know everyone understands if you've got a budget of thirty-five thousand dollars, the effects are going to be what they're going to be right you can only do so much with that money and you know we've talked about it you know you want to have that big budget to see exactly what he can achieve um but there is just that little bit more of a sort of an accepting i think from horror fans that you know if you've got a budget that that that's that low then you know the effects well, the, the, saying that the effects are actually pretty decent i thought well that's what i'm saying like, that's what i'm saying uh, so seeing what you could do with a bigger budget is brilliant but on the flip side of that there's no real story to this movie right you've got a killer clown that's it and you said about the script and all that this is not the best script like do not get me wrong as a one-off watch this you'll love it 
because it is a proper throwback to the gore fest you used to get from the 70s and 80s. But ask me to name any of them, and I can't, because they're easily forgettable. But they're th- just there for the gory effects. Okay. But do you think this is uh, going to be forgotten? See, this is the thing that's slightly different with this movie, right? You've got a decent villain, right? The less is more. He's coming across as actually scary. In this, right enough, where it's the whole thing at the end, where it's in the morgue, you're like, you should have left it like he was human or something and just done a backstory instead, I think. Made it more scary, you know? Instead of this like then, evil resurrected thing, which I get, you know, the the whole sort of supernatural plot line and being resurrected, you know, that that's not a plot line that's gonna, you know, be for everyone. But Nico, you are someone who wants to know everything. Yeah, but no, don't get me wrong, right? The resurrected thing works because it works if you're building a franchise. But build your franchise first before you start doing the resurrection thing, throwing in it. You know what I mean? I mean, again, again, I know obviously it's a movie that not a huge amount of people might have seen, or even less people have seen. You know, if you've seen All Hallows Eve, you know Art the Clown is a supernatural being. Now, technically, All Hallows Eve is not canon to what is going on. Um, I don't know, sorry, just to interrupt, if you guys can hear, there's so much noise happening outside my door and window right now, so if, if that's coming across to anyone, I really do apologise. Um, uh, yeah, so, it, it's, I don't know, Like it's just one of those things, because I feel like the, the, this, the, this movie clearly has so many things that are going for it. It's got so much going for it. As a franchise, this has got so much going for it, but it just feels like there's something, especially with this movie, just kind of holding it back from being from being great or for some people being good. You know, um, you know, Nico, you said there that, you know, Art the Clown's got this sort of scary effect, but then I've had people be like, well, no, he's not scary at all. I, it, it's one of those, I just think it's such a subjective one and it's such yeah, a difficult like, one to, to judge. Um- we better touch on it. This is totally like the most misogynistic killer ever. Well. <laughs> it's funny you mention that because I did, I did have it down as one of my. But there, are, there has been not just um, accusations of misogyny. There's also been accusations of transphobia um, towards sort of Damon, Le- Damon Leone. I think specifically with regards to him killing the the homeless lady in this movie, and you know, the violence against women in general in this movie, and I'm sure as 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 yeah. three men on this podcast, we're perfectly <laughs> placed to uh, to talk about this. But um, Damien Loney has come out in interviews and has defended his position and says, you know, that's never what he really intended, and it's it's just sort of the way it landed. And I think you know they they he made moves to try and sort of rectify that in T two. I don't know, like did. Ren, do you think this comes off as a particularly sort of misogynistic I mean, movie? The only the only scene that I think that people have any kind of uh, argument there is like the the fucking scene, the scene of the movie when he <laughs> solves that woman in half, you know, vagina first. Um, yeah. That's that's a pretty brutal scene. Um, I get what he, I mean. That's never been done before, so I get I give him I gave him credit for being like, wow, like that's it, it was done the year before. Was it really? Yeah, uh, what was the name of the movie again? Oh, it must have been really it good, was, Nico, because you can't even... <laughs> yeah, no, it was like Kurt Russell. It was like a Western thing. Oh, okay. that Bone Tomahawk? That's the one. Yeah, no, I, not I have one. not seen it. Is it that one? That's... I think it was that one. Okay. It was a Western anyway, I remember that. Okay, well, I, I don't remember that either. So in terms yeah, of yeah. Um, 
Yeah. But yeah, everyone but yeah, talks about it's, Terrifier. It's almost scene for scene like that, just straight down the middle there. But anyways. Well, I don't hear yeah yeah I don't hear anyone talking about that so I'm giving Terrifier the credit for it but regardless <laughs> yeah, I think definitely will. <laughs> reg- regardless I think that that's the only scene that they can really because I mean if you go back to like every 80 because this is definitely a nod to the 80 slasher yeah. it's very yeah. much in vain of that I think um most of the victims in I mean go to like you know Friday the 13th like most of the victims I mean don't get me wrong Jason Dolly kills men but like half the people he kills are topless women like yeah. so like you know if we're i don't necessarily think that jason was misogynist i think you know it just landed that way that you know he killed they killed women um so i i don't i don't get from damien leone that he's a misogynist i think that that you know like he said i think it unfortunately landed maybe that way for for people but other than that one scene i don't really see anything that uh you know, stands out as misogynist. I guess, I guess maybe they could have had one or two more male characters in it that would die, but they do. They have the pizza guys. They have the the guy who's spraying for the bugs and whatnot. So, yeah. I mean, there are male victims. Yeah, I mean, there's actually more. Uh, but... There's actually more male victims in this movie than there are female victims because you've got the two. When like they say... do the male victims, though, it's over in seconds. Well, this is like what, this... he's he's taking yeah. pleasure in. No, 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 That's no, no, what no. I'm speaking about. I'm not disagreeing with you. This is what I'm saying. There, if you're if you're looking at it to try and sort of find where it lands on the balance, yes, there are more male victims. There are four, I think, male victims. Actually, more than that when you take into account the the morgue scene in the end. So I think there's actually, yeah. you know, what, five male victims in this movie? Because you've got the two pizza guys, the two pest control guys, and then the, the, the guy in the morgue at the end. But in actual fact, there's only three female deaths in this movie, um, with the fourth sur- surviving, you know, in the end. So, um, however, like you say, Nico, it is a case of when uh, the, the male characters die, it's, you know, over in seconds or... You know, it's you know, it's a decapitation and turned into a jack o' lantern, or it's uh, yeah. you know, getting your head pulled off or whatever. However, the the, the kills on the women are so much meaner, and yeah. you know, and with... he's enjoying it. You can see he is thriving on it. The male ones, it's like oh, I'm getting rid of him. He's just in the way. Whilst the female ones, it's like he's getting off on it. Yeah, no, like he he's like like we've mentioned. Obviously, there's the the sawing in the half sawing in half scene. You know, even and then obviously you know scalping the homeless lady and cutting off her breasts you know the the kills for those are much more overtly sexual than the kills for for, for the men and like i say i do think he does try to um rectify that somewhat in terrifier 2 and i think you know there's a character in there that get initially gets killed by being stabbed in the penis and and, and and you know various other aspects of the movie um so there there is this like but like you like you were saying Ren, that's that's very much also a callback to the 80s um and you know the sort of style of movies that we were getting back then as well and i think you know that we're going to get this sort of throwback movie straight away from the very beginning when you get that sort of tooling up scene as well you know which is obviously a very you know that really reminded me of a nightmare on elm street you know when you get that scene at the very beginning where freddy's you know creating the glove and you know so you, you, there's definitely those sort of callbacks there um with regards to the movie if we're going to talk about you know if we're going to get into this movie and talk about maybe some some more actual specifics of the movie rather than the the, the impact of the of the movie as a whole because obviously we've, we've all kind of highlighted that we think you know the script is probably a bit of an issue <laughs> 
when when it comes yeah. comes to this movie and maybe some of the the choices that are made by characters um you know have been slightly controversial or people just don't really understand and one of the big things that um always gets brought up to me when we're talking about art the clown and sort of character choices is his use of a gun because i've heard the argument from so many people that they feel like that that was really cheap and lazy writing um and i personally am not of that opinion but i want to get your guys's opinion first about how you feel about the use of the gun when he's killing Tara specifically. I don't know. Like, how, how do you feel, Ren? That that's a a good use of the character, or do you feel that 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 was you know sort of a cheap and it came off as cheap and lazy? I can understand the cheapness of it, especially since he's so like personal with how he kills. But I also even just looking at his face, how like just annoyed he was when he did it. Like, I think that that was a. It's kind of like the one thing that we've always asked of our heart, like why chase them? Why not just find a gun and shoot the yeah. victim? Like, and I feel like yeah. he got so like upset dealing with her that he was just like, fine, I'm just going to shoot you. Like, I don't have time to play with you anymore. I'm just that I'm just going to shoot you and I'm going to shoot you a bunch of times. I'm going to come back and I'm going to shoot you more. Like, I think that showed like a, a, the, one of the few pieces of depth to art in this particular film is that he got frustrated, like, and he just was like, fine, I'm going to just do this now instead of, killing you the way I wanted to instead of toying with you I'm just I'm I'm moving on from you I'm going to shoot you and I'm and I'm going to get there. I thought that was kind of neat because you never see that. You never see that with any of the horror victim or horror villains in the past when you know you thought in your head you're like why don't you just shoot these people? Like it would be so much faster instead of chasing them and getting beat up all the time. Like just shoot and I I don't know. I, I that's one scene I actually like kind of I wouldn't say I liked but like I was I kind of was like okay that's new that's that's something that we all think, but like never happens. And art just gets frustrated. Like, I think, I think David Howard, David Howard Thornton, that's his name. Right. I think he, I think he sells that scene really well, just by his pure, like disgust on his face. Like, I think he's even, I think it says to me that art's even mad himself that he's resorting to using the gun. Like he would much rather use like literally anything else at his disposal. But so I, I didn't, I don't hate that scene. I don't actually yeah. think it's, I, I can yeah. see why people would think it's cheap because you're getting this whole like gore fest, like personal with like knives and, you know, uh, saws and all that whole stuff. But in this one, you just, he just shoots her. Like I can see where people would be upset if you were looking for something else, but I particularly like that or didn't find any problems with that scene. Yeah. yeah. I quite like that scene too, for exact same reasons. I, I liked it because it's the way he just says, shoots her and then goes back and then shoots her again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It, it is one of those things where it's like, as you said, he's done it, and he's like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to make a mess now. Fuck you. Well, yeah, no, because I, I, I agree with the pair of as well. Like, I'm in the exact same boat. And, you know, it's 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 exactly as you say, Ren. You know, I like the fact that it's very clear that Art doesn't want to kill his victims this way. But it gives that sort of extra layer to the character because even though he doesn't want to do it, he still carries that gun with him you know just in case he needs to and in that particular scene when he first shoots tara he you know that's when she's starting to get sort of one up on him as well and you know at that point we don't know as a viewer that art the clown has any sort of supernatural capabilities so her getting the sort of one up on him and bearing in mind at the fact at this point in the movie we still believe that tara is also our final girl when you know that's actually not the case um so you know you could genuinely be believing okay is she actually going to get the better of him 
No, because he's actually willing to do whatever it takes. He's played with her for long enough because, you know, he tormented her when by making her watch uh, Dawn be sawn in half. And even before then, you know, he was sort of fake trying to hit her with the hammer and, you know, sort of taunting her. Um, but now that she's a way to start potentially getting the upper hand, I'm just going to fucking shoot you in the face. Yeah, I, I really like that layer to the character. It's it's honestly, like, one of the only real, like, layers... You, like, because this script is, like, paper thin, it's really, like, one of the only things you get out of art uh, for a while, until, like, obviously he, like, reveals that he's supernatural. But, like, other than that, he's just this demented clown, like, killing people. And until that, like, you, you really don't get much... I think it made it gave him like his personality. Yeah. Like I think I understood Art the Clown more by when he did this. Like oh, I'm resorting to the last stitch effort of just shooting you. Yeah. Like I, I think this is like one of the only spots in the the plot where it, it like isn't as thin where it is like everywhere else. I think. Yeah. How did you guys feel about the sort of fake out with the final girl? Because we do, you know, the character of uh, Victoria, who's who's Tara's sister in this. You know, obviously you know we get the phone call from her earlier but she kind of drops back out of the movie and doesn't show back up again we do genuinely believe or at least i did that tara was going to be our final girl is that a sort of a twist that worked or you know did it just sort of fall flat i think it sort of fell flat because it just it don't get me wrong it came out of left field it was a bit of a twist but it was just meh like it was over and done with way too quickly it's just i'll drawn out a little bit more i think well, you think we should have had Tara survive longer into the movie before meeting her demise? No, I just think it, like, well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was trying to put a better word, but you yeah, were just trying much. to, Nico. You were just trying to find a way to not agree with me. I know how you. Much, I know yeah. how your mind works. <laughs> uh, no, but it's like it's so thin on the script at that point the twist comes out of nowhere that you're just like eh I'm over it I mean how do you feel about it Ren? I, I thought it felt a little flat too just because that like as much as I just gave that scene credit for like giving <laughs> some layer to art I think that I don't think that should have happened to Tara as who we thought was our final girl I thought that was kind of a abrupt ending to to her story Yeah, I thought that um i don't know how i would have written it because i don't write horror movies but like i just felt like that it was you know over in a gunshot like it was real quick and like i feel like and the fact that the sister like wasn't on scene yet for that like i don't know like i feel like i i think she deserved like a better death or like a more surprising like the gunshot was surprising but like not in the sense that like you've seen final girls die like um trying to think of um dream warriors when uh heather langenkamp finally gets it like that's a perfect like twist like we're gonna kill like the final girl from like the the first one um i didn't i didn't get that at all like i don't even close on this one i'm not like, like i said i'm not mad about like the whole gun use of a gun or whatever but i felt like killing off the final girl what, well what we thought was the final girl that way it was kind of uh a little bit of a cop-out like i think she should have got like more of a glorious death so to speak yeah more of a fight, basically, is what I'm trying. Was okay. the words I was trying to use? Okay. Like her biting the bullet, no pun intended, is just you'd have liked to see her fight back more. No, I I definitely get that, and I I, I do agree. You know, if Tara up until this point has been our main character, 
um and our main sort of hero and yeah it is it's a very sort of undignifying death there's no real but that kind of fits in with the sort of tone of the movies for me because these are these are nasty movies you know these are not nice movies these are not movies that are really going to linger i think on sort of sentimental value of the characters that we have on screen more so i think less so sorry when you get to terrifier 2 because it does look like sort of sienna who's our main hero in terrifier 2 is going to be like this big centerpiece of the franchise now um however uh you know i think what really sort of so so the death of tara didn't really bother me that much i quite like the twist of oh here we go we're gonna it's actually gonna be somebody else that we've got to root for i think my issue then came with we had no connection to to victoria and the character because up until that point all we had was that one phone call really from between them to say oh can you come pick us up and that's really all we got there's absolutely no connection to the character we don't even know if we like this character whether or not we even want to root for her to be our final girl at least with tara you can make the decision right am i going to root for her or am i actually just going to be that person that roots for the villain and then it sort of left me in limbo a little bit for the sort of final portion of the movie. No, I, I agree with you. Cause I think Tara, like, again, there's not, there's not much character development for any of the characters in this. Um, yeah. But with, but with uh, Tara, at least like you, there's a little bit like her friends really drunk, bothering her about the night. She had a rough night with like that guy that was hitting on her. There's like a little bit of stuff and she just wants to go home, but she can't go home because they drank too much and they're just trying to do whatever they can. And, and she's just constantly getting annoyed by like the friends now inviting art to like, you know, like she's messing with him. Like there's like a whole bunch of, you're like, man, just let's just let this girl get out of here. Because like <laughs> the whole time she was just trying to go home and now she's got this like maniac trying to kill her. So like, I think there was like a, we had like character development for her and you could root for her to get out of that situation because she really just was just trying to go home. And um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. With, with the sister, we don't like the only emotional connection you have is ah shit. She's probably going to run into her. She's probably going to see her sister's body and that sucks. And that's about all you're going to get from whether or not we have any kind of connection to this girl. But like, like you said, like we don't know if she's an asshole or if she's, you know, a good person now. And she's like the good older sister. That's like, you know, trying to go pick up the pieces. Like we don't have anything for that. So like there was once Tara's out of the picture, like I kind of really, that's where I really like gave up my investment in the film the first time I watched it. Cause I'm like, what are we, what are we watching now? Like, yeah. like, I don't, yeah. I don't know who, I don't know who to, I can't root for Art cause he's so mean, but who do I, do I root for this girl? Like, do I even give a shit? Like that's, that's one of the things that why I don't like this movie is like once Tara's out of the picture, I really don't have a reason other than to see if they can kill art uh yeah like there's no real investment in the movie anymore for me yeah. i mean like, there's not even killing her in front of her sister you know i mean there's yeah. nothing and really i have like... no i have no qualms with killing off like having that like red herring like i have no problems with them killing off tower i just there was not as you said there's no connection to this sister like whatsoever so i don't know how to i really don't know i didn't really know how to feel like my my emo- any kind of emotional connection i had to that film ended when tara died yeah and i was just just waiting for it to be over at that point yeah no there's absolutely no issue like you say with with killing katara off giving us that sort of red herring plot twist of you know you've been rooting for this girl but she's actually not the one that we're focusing on but you need to have that other character there to back her to back her up to come to the fore 
that like you say we're going to relate to i'm i'm that guy that i just end up i just ended up rooting for art the clown because you know that's that's <laughs> that's just sort of my taste misogynistic bastard <laughs> <laughs> um but like i say it is obviously something that as they've went on in the franchise that they they are clear that it, it feels very much right that damien leone has made this movie you know it's kind of landed where it's landed if it was a success that's fine we can go on and we can kind of try and fix some of the issues with that movie because some of these issues that we're talking about i think have kind of been addressed a little bit in terrifier 2 and you know i think terrifier 3 the, the rumor is that we're gonna start getting a lot more of that sort of backstory um i'm i'm a member of quite a few different sort of art the clown terrifier groups you know on social media and the the, the fan theories on some of those groups are just they're 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 a they're out there they're wild and you know they're they're definitely i'm really interested in on that on that point well since i've just brought it up ren you obviously said you know initially you thought terrifier 2 you know maybe it was slightly above terrifier but you've 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 sort of swapped opinion. yeah so my so so my first run through of terrifier i was like well i watched that i didn't like it i'll never revisit it again and then i heard they made a second one when i heard they made a second one i was like how like real like yeah. like i was just i was perplexed that enough people cared that the director would even go back to but apparently it's it, it does really well at like the horror cons like that's where i saw like people like walking around with like even i don't even know if they were bootleg versions of the blu-ray or dvd but there was definitely like people walking around with art stuff and then when terrifier 2 came out i gave in the peer pressure the guys that over at hard flicks and guitar picks like they're like no you gotta watch you gotta watch it and i kept telling them i was like when it comes to me like i'm not going to the theater i'm not <laughs> paying for it so it finally dropped on whatever it dropped on amazon prime i guess and i watched it and i was like all right i felt like at the time they fixed what i was looking for i wanted a plot um i wanted some things to be a little bit more drawn out like i wanted to get like more of a story like i'm not a person that can go into a film and not get a plot like and people say like oh well why did you watch this movie like you don't watch terrifier for a plot and i'm like why well, watch every movie for a plot i want to escape like i want to go to this yeah. like fantasy world and so i watched the second one and i didn't think it was great there's it lingers on a lot too on too many scenes the bedroom scene just doesn't do it for me it's just it's just too long it would have been more effective if it was shorter but I don't want to talk about that too much. So once it was done, I was like, all right, this is the better film. The budget was bigger. The acting was slightly better. There was a plot. Um, but then I went back and watched this one this week, which is the second time I've ever watched it. And I'm like, even with the paper thin plot, I felt like he gets to the point better with this one. I think the fact that it's only like 90 minutes, I think that works in his favor. I don't think Terrifier movies should be two hours long. I think yeah. he was able I think he was able to say what he wanted to say in Terrifier 1 better than he was able to say it in Terrifier 2 because he drugged Terrifier 2 out too much. So I think that him condensing it, I think 90 minutes works for him. Anything longer, like it's it's just it's too yeah. it's too long. Like he stretch he stretched plot points out too long. So that's why I think that Terrifier 1 is better in Terrifier 2 because I think he contained himself the right amount for Terrifier 1 than he did in Terrifier 2. I mean, I even even though I mean, I I agree with you, and and I, I'm coming as someone who is a fan of the franchise. I definitely think the Terrifier two is is way overdrawn. I even think that too Terif long. I even way think too long. This one is also overdrawn. You know, I think this could have really done with just being a really so. Well, one of those movies is just like a really tight, like eighty minutes. You know, you know, just yeah. 
absolutely to the point because you're here for you're, you're like you say you're people don't watch this movies for the plot right however we me, me and nico we've talked about it many times before about these kind of movies that you you put on as your sort of popcorn movies as your movies to switch your brain off i'm gonna go watch someone get absolutely splattered all over my screen and there's obviously the place for those movies um inside the sort of horror world um you don't want that to get taken drawn out and taken to over two hours and I, even at some points during this movie i do feel like right okay come on let's 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 keep this rolling you know a, a, a little bit um but even still i still feel like for those movies you kind of you still have to have some semblance of a plot that yeah terrifier really just it just doesn't does it yeah. nico yeah uh, yeah, same sort of thing. I thought the second one was just way too long. It's just too drawn out. It's just pretty much everything you've just said, to be honest, I've got to agree with. Uh, the first one, it worked. I, I could have seen the first one being slightly longer just to build the character a bit more to actually give it a bit of a story instead of just it, well, being like that. But if they had done that, then it would have justified it. You know, like yeah. we're, we're talking about, you know, well, at least I'm talking about, you know, this is 90 minutes and that's perfect for your sort of the style of movie you've got if you want to add an extra five ten minutes but actually give us you know character development actually give us a bit of a plot then well that's great because you're actually changing what this movie is somewhat and you're turning it into something that could be you know easier to to sort of build a world around yeah that's what i would have preferred yeah um i mean five more minutes on the sister and i think this movie would have been i probably would have a lot more positive things to say about this if they're if they just just to give us a reason to connect with what who ends up being the final girl like i want to like if we get that i think it changes my opinion on this movie yeah so five, yeah. five minutes on the sister that's all we would need so uh, five minutes of chris jericho that's what this movie needed. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> no but you're right enough like there's no connection to that sister whatsoever no and no. like f- five ten minutes even her walking in and killing her sister would have been would have done it you know what i mean or her finding the bodies fucking it would have been something yeah, it's, it's the body of dawn that she finds it's not even the body of her sister is it exactly is that, is, is that right yeah yeah so yeah you you, you kind of the the one sort of emotional connection that this character really has because we don't even like know how the relationship is between tara and vicky like they obviously have some sort of a relationship. They're in contact. She's coming to go collect her, but she might not even like Dawn. You know, like I'm sure, as yeah. someone who has siblings, you know, you know, you don't necessarily like all the people that your siblings and your your friends are also friends with. You know, so we don't. The, the, we know the relationship between those two characters even less. There's also the fact that during the time before, obviously, art really starts his rampage earlier in the film. Like you were mentioning earlier, and you know, the character Tara, she she really just wants to go fucking home, and these two don't even seem like they get on that well to be honest because they're kind of bickering at each other the entire time and they really just seem like they're bugging the shit out of each other like they really seem to be annoying each other which to me didn't really help me sympathize with either character at all as well it probably pushed me towards again rooting for art the clown because i actually just ended up finding the characters a little bit irritating for what little we yeah. actually got on them, so it, it came to the point where I did just kind of want to see them, you know, 
splattered across my screen. Um, and I think that's probably why, in the end, I've came to sort of really enjoy the franchise as a whole. And, and you know, these movies, you know, I, I, I'm I not in these movies for our heroes. I'm in these movies for Art the Clown. Like, she sets her up self up to be his victim where she's just sitting on his knee, taking the picture and all that stuff. And you can tell a mile away that that's the one you're going to probably enjoy getting killed the most. Yeah. Because she seems like a bit of a cunt. <laughs> one of the things I want to talk about, um, and it, it, I want to know if, if either of you think that this potentially could be a sort of reason why Terrifier, the first one, did become the sort of phenomenon it did. Because this movie was released, I don't know if either of you remember, when we did kind of have that great clown panic do you guys remember it was all over the news and there was just like random people yeah just dressing up as clowns and scaring the fucking shit out of people i think it was happening in the states as uh, it was happening yeah, yeah. here there was a guy who got uh, shot for it remember yeah that's right and this movie came out right around that time do you think that yeah. might have actually contributed to the success of this film oh hell yeah okay Nico. Uh, <laughs> like, well a guy like if you're seeing like videos of folk standing there and folk running for a mile. Like, the one that got shot at a basketball game. Mm. He, he's just... There's all these guys playing basketball and the guy, instead of running like everybody else, pulls out a gun and fires a couple of shots at the guy. And the next thing you know, you see this clown go down. <laughs> like, just in the camera shot, you yeah. see the clown go down. And that's real life and it's happening when this is coming out. And it's being released in the news. It's going to affect movie sales. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's, it's once again, it's it's one of those movies that's managed to sort of capitalise on what's going on at the in the minute, and, and whether it was intentional or not, I'm not 100 percent convinced it was intentional. Um, I, I would need to know a bit more about you know when the well, the, I know for a fact they you know going back to All Hallows Eve, and then I think it was 2011 that the actual short because this is based off a short called Terrifier. I think it came out in 2011, so that's when we were really introduced. So you know, it is just sort of a happy accident that that happened. Um, but it's again taking yeah. advantage of the, those things that are happening in society at the time. You know, you're going back to your Blair Witches and that sort of marketing ploy because you know the internet wasn't a great like was was very different back then. And you know, even going back to sort of like 2020, um, uh, host the pandemic movie that takes place on on a Zoom call. You know, yeah. taking advantage of you know what's going on at that time. And and those movies, you know, Blair Witch definitely post you know maybe slightly less so now that we're sort of out of the pandemic but those movies that do seem to sort of capitalize on what's going on around the world at the time do seem to have a bit more longevity and you know even if there's issues with it people just do seem to be a bit more willing to forgive those i will i will say this and i don't know how it affects your like horror circle i know that a lot of people saw the first Terrifier because they were thought they were watching the movie Clown, the Eli Roth movie. <laughs> so there was a lot of like controversy. Like I, I know more than one person. Well, I know like a bunch of people that watched. They they wanted to watch one. They watched the other, and then they were like, "Oh shit, that's not the movie." And then they watched the other. So like they wa ended up watching both of those Clown movies because they thought that they were the other. They they thought they were the other one. Yeah, and so, I, so I, I wonder. I wonder. I mean, I don't know if that's like an overall like arching theme, and like Terrifier really benefited that Eli Roth did a movie before. But I just in my own like circle of friends, like I know you know a cut like at least a handful that watched the wrong movie. Yeah. They were watching Clown, and then I mean, Terrifier's now in their thing. Like they went and saw Terrifier two in the theater and like loved this franchise because they it was like a happy accident. 
I was thinking sometimes as well, and I think this probably is something that can apply to most horror fans as well, is, you know, when you do stumble upon something that, you know, you're maybe unaware of or, you know, not a lot of people know or is relatively low budget, there is that kind of, you know, it's like those people who are like, oh, well, I was a fan of the band before they made it big, isn't there? There's that sort of aspect to it, isn't there? Like, yeah. You know, people stumbled upon Terrifier when, you know, it was just this really low budget thing, no one really knew about it, and it comes in and there's this sort of really un- unique and interesting looking villain, and there's, there's, there is that sort of like small group feel about it then that i think has also probably benefited it as well having said that just on 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 your point there clown is actually i think a pretty pretty decent movie (laughs) i actually think that's not that that's not too bad a clown movie actually yeah no I, i like it but i think i i just know that both of them have on the cover is the clown. Yeah. Like that's the cover art. So like I can see where people made that mistake. I knew which one was which, but like I had more friends that are like, dude, I watched that movie. It's not anything like what you said it was. And I was like, what did you watch? And then they like showed me and I was like, that's because it's not the same movie. So yeah, I mean, so I, I'm just, I just would be curious because Eli Roth packs, you know, a punch with his name. So I'm wondering if, you yeah. know, how many people went to actually see Clown, yeah. saw a clown on the cover and they're like, oh, yeah, it's that movie. And then yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there is, you know, that that's definitely played a factor. Um, one of the things that might, I think as well, because um, the year after Terrifier came out and on a similar theme, you also had It Chapter One yeah. come out, um, obviously, which features Pennywise the Clown who into and as a franchise obviously given that the the mini series from the 90s and Tim Curry and you know, you know you've got Bill Skarsgård in here yeah. and you've got you know just this sort of giant cast and significantly bigger budget but there does seem to have just been that sort of craving in that sort of time period from the sort of yeah. mid teens to the late teens for clown horror it was having its moment and, killer clowns yeah yeah you know it it was it was yeah. I mean, it been it's, it had been a really long time since we had you know, quote unquote clown horror. So yeah, so I mean, you might as well tap into a uh, resource that we haven't used in a while, yeah. sort of beating us over the head with zombies. Yeah, well that's uh, it as well because you know, like I say, you obviously got it, which is a serious horror movie. You've got Clown, yeah. which is a serious horror movie, but then you've got Terrifier. So and if you look at the three in terms of, depending on what kind of horror fan you are, obviously if you look at financially it far far surpasses you know uh terrifier in terms of uh financial success um better but, clown as well <laughs> but that but that was who uh, said that who but, said that? well no because again you know if you look at um sort of the cover uh, i think it's on the cover art for for the dvd of terrifier on it it's like uh, makes pennywise look like crusty the clown you know so oh, they yeah. even they were tapping into you know here you've got this but we're going to be so much more just nasty and brutal and we're going to show you things that it's not going to show you that pennywise is not going to show you and i think there's something to be said for that well it's also they're two different they have two different motives pennywise is more psychological he wants to prey on your fear whereas art just wants to butcher you he doesn't give a shit if you're scared or not he's just going to kill you whereas pennywise needs to like fuck with your brain a little bit before he like actually kills you so like you know, if you wanted just a clown that kills people, like Terrifier is absolutely going to give you the. Uh, if you don't want to play any of the psychological games, like Terrifier is absolutely going to satiate that that desire that you have. Yeah. Terrifier is basically torture porn with a club. Correct. <laughs> um, 
And, you know, that's that's what some people are into, you know? Again, you know, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? I think, yes, we can sit here and we can critique it, which we, we obviously are about, you know, script and and motives and flashing characters out and development of characters and etc etc but there are just those people out there as well who do just want torture porn with a clown you know like yeah. it is it is one of those things you know ran you've said you've seen this movie twice now um yeah. i'm gonna assume that a third watch is not in your imminent future no. <laughs> unless i'm getting brought on to a future episode that's like a retrospect of all three of them yeah i probably will not watch a third uh, version of this i mean i i can probably say i've watched this around 20 times now since since my first viewing and it is going to continue along with Terrifier 2 and Terrifier 3 when it comes out. It is just going to continue to be something that's in my regular rotation. I will watch this regularly, probably every like three or four months, maybe even more sometimes. And and that's in spite of the issues that I have with it, because I just find art such an entertaining character, you know. And it's, you know, I it's 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 weird because... I, I, we talk about, you know, people and their favourite horror villains, and I've talked to people on other shows, you know, when I've gone on to, you know, House of Screams, who, you know, I know you know very well, Ren, and you've, you've made yep. your appearance on that show as well, and, you know, they're they're very much sort of Freddy or Jason folks on there, like, there's, there's yeah. not really a group of them that's like, out of those big three, that's like a Michael fan, you know, and everyone knows that Michael's my boy, but Art, yeah. inside of the fact from that they neither of them speak, they're so wildly different in their sort of mannerisms and their characteristics and how they kill people. So I, I, I just, um, I find it really interesting to about myself that, you know, I find Art the Cloud such an entertaining character. So, um, yeah, there's, there's just, I just find something, you know, alluring about the character. It just draws me in, despite the fact that there's, there's no actual backstory there. And then, you know, even in Terrifier 2, there, there's very clearly hints at a backstory in Terrifier 2, even if, you know, some of them are a bit more cryptic than others. And, you know, there, there, there's the fan theories that, you know, there's an actual familial link between, you know, Art the Clown and Sienna, who began Terrifier. Nico, you've seen Terrifier 2, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the, you know, the, the, there is something developed. I think, will, will, will you go see, will you see Terrifier 3 when it comes out? I won't go see it, but I might wait till it comes out to stream services. Okay. You know what I mean? Ren? That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm wait till I'm not paying for it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I, yeah. 100%. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be there day one. Uh, You'll with... pay for all three of us. That's what yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah, that's fine. I'll, uh, I'll pay for all three of us. Um, I might, well, it, might be, it might get expensive. <laughs> it might get expensive. Boomer and go see it like six times in the theater. Yeah, Boomer. Well, well, I think he saw X like seven times, and I think he's seen Evil Dead Rise a similar amount of times. That that guy just likes to go see see movies. You know, as as a as a like, I mean, you guys know my love affair with the Evil Dead series. I've seen Evil Dead Rise twice, and I and I like it. I like that movie. And you got, I mean, you love guys it. got my you guys got my review last week. Um, but yeah, it's um. Yeah, dude, he's a, he's something else. He he loves his movies. He does, he does. If he loves and <laughs> if he loves a movie, he's gonna watch the shit out of it. Yes, yeah, yep. you know. Um, so, which one did you prefer? Sorry for going off track, but which one did you prefer out of the two New Evil Dead? The what? The two, the two New, New Evil Dead. Which oh, one did you prefer? Well, uh, 
Ian knows my feelings on the remake. I do not like that movie at all. So I, Evil Dead Rise, I actually really liked. <laughs> that's that's a that's a discussion for some other time. Um, we can debate just the just, just a very quickly. Um, when we finished recording our episode on Evil Dead Rise, Nico, I immediately went and watched Twenty Thirteen. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think most people are a fan i know a few i know a few people in my horror circle who are not a fan of evil dead rise um there's one particular host on uh house that screams podcast who got so much flack for his uh thoughts on evil dead rise yeah. but, um, um and i actually felt really bad for him because some of it went really over the top and over yeah 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 line. some yeah some of the responses that he got or one in particular was yeah. i was like it's just a movie yeah because at the end of the day as well you know he his criticisms of the movie were per- per- perfectly legitimate you know he didn't say anything that wasn't justifiable yeah. you know so it, it was and you know but some people just cross that line sometimes so anyways oh, yeah. going off on a tangent as we as we always do um I mean, I don't really have much else to say, to be honest with you, about this because of the things we said earlier. You know, the, the the script is very, very thin. You know, there's there is only so much you can talk about. You know, the guts and the gore of this movie. It does only really have that what it is that one scene, isn't it, that makes this? If you don't have the 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 the, the sawing and half scene, Terrifier Two doesn't exist. This whole franchise doesn't exist, and yeah, you know that that it is one of those things. They obviously tried to recreate that in Terrifier Two with the bedroom scene. And Ren, you've already given your thoughts about that. You think it got went on a bit too long. I kind of love that scene, but it, you know that's again a discussion for another day. Um, so yeah, like there, there's it, not it much. It felt like it was to be expected. That's why I thought. Well, that, but that's it. Like, where do you go from there? Where do you go now? You know, obviously. There's the expectation that in the franchise we're now going to go and we're probably going to get, you know, some of that backstory for Art and we're probably going to get, you know, what's Art's connection to Sienna and, you know, Victoria's, Victoria's still around and there's there's that, that bizarre scene at the end of Terrifier 2, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen that, where she births Art's head and it's just like, what the fuck, you know, they're, they're obviously clearly going to try and one-up themselves every time. How do you one up Terrifier Two in terms of just that batshit craziness and that gore level? Well, you just said it. They'll just go gorier and they'll just go weirder. But, but how, how 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 can you like you know how? I I don't know. Like it's just I I, I don't I don't see where it's gonna go. Personally, I think for as much as I'm excited about Terrifier Three, I do kind of worry about it as a as a fan of the franchise. So it'll be interesting to see. Having said that, I'd just like to point out on a very side note that I'm also, some of these sort of groups that I'm a member of as well on social media, I also, you know, David Howard Thornton and Damon Leone and a lot of the other people who are involved in the makings of these movies, you know, they are incredible with their fans. Um, you know, I don't know, I, um, I know there's, there's sort of across social media, you know, the things that they do at sort of conventions and things like that, but they, they, they really do, you know, interact with their fans. And I've actually had one-to-one conversations with david howard thornton across social media just simply you know you know there was once we were, we were trying to get him on the show and then there was another time we were just talking about sort of movies like they, they really interact with their fans and that's that's something i think because that, that kind of gets forgotten about a little bit i think and and again might be a reason why you know the 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 people especially the sort of horror fandom who are in support of these movies really have kind of Try to push these to the fore. Uh, but 
that does not settle for the fact that it's got no story. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting that up as a defense. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I, I quite like when folk interact before. I quite like publicity on films as well. But just the movie itself. I'm, I, no, it's... I'm. I'm absolutely in no way saying that that's a defense for where this movie falls down. I'm just saying that <laughs> might be a reason why people have really tried to push for there to be a Terrifier two. You know, you know, you know, you mentioned earlier, Ren, that when you found out that their Terrifier 2 was going to be made, you were kind of like, well, why? Well, why? You know, and, yeah. and it's it's also worth remembering that both Terrifier and Terrifier 2 were, well, Terrifier 2 especially, was partly crowdfunded as well. You know, so yeah. a lot of fan money went into the making of, that, the making of this. See, I, I only I, knew about the first one because of you. Oh, you were the one that told me. <laughs> and I was like, and don't get me wrong, when I watched it the first time, I did like it. Mm-hmm. But, Every time I've watched it since then, that's why I don't really want to watch it again because I think I'll really start hating it after that. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's it's getting worse and worse, and I quite liked it when I first saw it. We should have reviewed Does this. That like, make sense. We should have reviewed this last year, Nico. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. You'd have got a better review out of me for it. Okay. You would have. You would have. I would have been more on your level with it. But the whole thing about it is, if I hadn't heard about it from you, and it is one of those niche things like you were saying, Ren, you heard hear about it from people and it passed year by year the first one whilst the second one a lot of folk have been going on about the second one raving about it and it's i can tell this is going to be a big franchise like it's it's starting to get bigger and bigger with each movie but it's appealing to that shitty human part of everybody (laughs) and that'll only last for so long No, I, I agree with that too because like if you look at the the movies that appeal to like the shitty human as like you take like the hostile movies the yeah. first one the first one was like decent it did pretty well the second one was huge and by the time they did like a third one like no one cared anymore because yeah. uh, people were kind of kind of over it so like I do I root for Damien Leone and his like whole team because I I love the DIY aspect I love that they interact with their fans when they're at conventions I've never met them but I've seen them interact with them fans they give their fans experiences they don't just take the 20 bucks sign their thing and move on like there's conversations with these people like you know and they they, i know that damien leone talks about how he made certain things like how like someone's like oh how how did you do this particular effect and he's like oh well you use you know a two-liter bottle of cola and you do this that you know like whatever he like goes into detail and really gives these people experience so like you want so a lot of people are pushing this movie because they're like these are just great people that love horror, that are putting out a horror movie. They're not too big for their britches. They're not like, you know, um, just, you know, just here to be famous and make money. They're like, they're horror fans making movies for horror fans. And I yeah. think, and so like, I think that like, I put, I, 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 as much as I don't care for it, I want to see Terrifier 3 be successful. I want them, I want them to make a shit ton of money. It also, it also is good for horror, for independent horror in general, because this was the horror movie that, you know, like the little engine that could, uh, um, it, it you know, on a $250,000 budget, it made $10 million in the States in the theaters. It was so successful that it allowed movies like Skinamarink to also get a theater release. Now I also don't like Skinamarink, but I'm, I like that there's these independent films that are now getting theater releases and they're not caving to studios. They're doing the film that they want to make, how they want to make it, rated, unrated. It doesn't matter if they're just going to release it. And I and I like that about the Terrifier stuff. And I hope that <clears throat> Terrifier 3 is 
massively successful because then it'll just say to other independent filmmakers, fuck the studios. Let's just do yeah. what we want to yeah. do. No, that's definitely that's but, definitely I think a key key aspect of this franchise yeah. as a whole. You know, you could and and this goes for any movie that ever comes out that gets a wide because because horror for so long has been such a maligned genre of cinema. You know, it's seen as it's seen as less than you know by yeah. the rest of sort of Hollywood and and, and all them, of yeah. that. Yeah, so you get these independent things like like you say, it, combining with the fact that you, yes, they give their fans experiences at conventions. Yes, they're not too big for their britches. They're also you know, you know, giving all that. They're giving you the nostalgia that people still love. They're giving people that you know practical effects they're giving people yeah. that sort of 80s throwbacks and combining all of that like you say if it's it's great for horror as a whole regardless of how you feel about it and like you said you know movies like skin of Marink that came out earlier this year again you know you might not like it but if that that might encourage someone to later this year or next year release a movie that you fucking love you know that's yeah. that's that's the, that's Ren the just made me realize something right uh, you mentioned Hostel there, right? Mm -hmm. This is very, it feels very similar to the way that Hostel, the first one was, you know, it got all the same things said about it, it was misogynistic, it was, it feels very much dissimilar, it was hit, ticking all the boxes. And yeah. the second one then tried to fix all that stuff. And then the third one was forgotten about. Now, I hope they don't fall into that trap, because I'm not being a dick. The first one, all those boxes that were ticked, they were trying to fix it in the second. And then the third one, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We will see what happens with the third one. Um, I don't think I don't think they've 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 gone too deep yet into uh, actually starting to sort of write and make that film. So I think I think the last I heard they're aiming for a late twenty twenty four release on that. Which you know, given that we're already halfway through twenty twenty three, you know, I don't think we'll leave them a huge amount of time to go away and you know write and make this make the movie. But again, it is one of those things, isn't it? We'll just go and see. Um, Frank, uh, your the your podcast is in the chat. Right? Uh, Horror flicks and guitar picks. Say shout out to uh, Scott Spiegel for of Intruder for directing Hostel Three. Um, you know we're we're all clearly a big fan of Hostel Three here. <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, like I say, um, that's I've kind of gone over all the key topics that I want to talk about when it comes to Terrifier. I'll I'll let you guys have the floor before we move on. Uh, Nico, is there anything else that you want to discuss about Terrifier? Not really, just don't watch it more than a couple of times or you'll get disappointed. <laughs> it sounds like your sex life, Nico. Uh, <laughs> I, I always get return options, but anyway. Uh, Ran, anything else about Terrifier that you'd like to discuss before we move on? No, I think I cover, uh, you know, it's, it's while I root for the franchise as a whole, it's, it's not for me. I think that uh, particularly... Well, I like this one more than the second one, but I think the paper thin plot, the fact that there's no um, connection to the final girl and stuff like that, like really, really hurts it for me. Um, I probably would, I probably, well, I don't know. Nico had a worse experience. I had a better experience watching it the second time. Maybe I should watch it a third time and see if I actually like it. But, <laughs> You're really going um, in that opposite trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, right. Well, obviously, we'll get into our final ratings and things in a little bit. But before we I, do, I should say, by the way, the second one I do prefer it, but I'm scared to watch that again in case I don't prefer it now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Texas. You're gonna have, uh, you're gonna have to watch it again because if I know Ian, you're gonna cover it. So yeah, we are, we are definitely hundred percent. I know that the it's third a, one will probably have to go to cinema and see it. You know what I mean? It's already on the schedule. Oh, sure. <laughs> there. Yeah. Anyways, right. Let's move on to our next segment, and we will talk about a little bit of trivia. I'm sure if we bashed your head in, all sorts of secrets would come tumbling out. Uh, we kind of danced around the budgets and things and the finances of this movie. This movie did have a budget of, according to IMDb, $35,000, which, as we've discussed, is absolutely no money to make uh, a movie on. So I think for that to have then gone and spawned, you know, the franchise that it's done and for it to have the, the sort of hype uh, that it does... You know, big kudos does have to be given to them. Um, you know, yeah, some, some movies spend that on catering, so I mean, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, and 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 I think the majority of that thirty-five thousand was was crowdfunded as well. You know, this was a. I thought you were waiting to say catering there. I was a bit pissed myself laughing. <laughs> yeah, Art the, <laughs> Art the clown is actually just made of cake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like, like, like it's like it's like that game show where it, it, I can't even remember what it's called, it's like cake or not or whatever, where you have to figure out yeah. what's cake. What's is, it cake? cake? <laughs> is it cake? Yeah. Is, is it cake? It's called. <laughs> is it cake? Get your knife out, let's yeah. find it. There we go. That's what art is. Um, is it cake? No, it's yeah. a human body. <laughs> uh so there's the scene where Dawn's in the car by herself, um there's an ambulance that drives past her. Um, what we believe, because it's in conjunction with her listening to the radio about what's going on at the pizzeria, um, so we believe plot-wise that that ambulance is going to the pizzeria to tend to the, the two guys that were killed. That was actually a happy accident. It was That was not planned. The ambulance just happened to go by as they were filming that scene. So, you know, sometimes happy... Sometimes happy accidents happen, you know. Um, the underground tunnels that are used... Um, in this film, I think specifically, uh, you know, the scene where Art is sort of coddling the baby doll, um, uh, those were uh, actually a part of an abandoned sea, uh, the abandoned Sea View Hospital, which was once the largest tuberculosis sanitarium in the United States. So those tunnels Lovely. were actually used to transport uh, de- the dead out of sight of the other patients. Um, so there, there would be they'd die. It'd be taken through those tunnels to be cre- cremated. So, um, nice and morbid, you know, just like the movie. <laughs> Is the movie morbid? I just thought it was gory. Yeah. Uh, Jenna Canal, who who plays Tara, she went a bit method as well, which I found to be a little bit interesting. Be- uh, with this movie, you know, uh, in between, you know, the scene where she's tied up, she insisted on sort of remaining tied up in between takes to try sort of psychologically get into the into the feel of you know what it would be like and i i i found that as a trivia to be a little bit interesting because nah, I, don't, she's just I don't well no i don't really feel like this is the kind of movie that you know and given you know what we get on screen from our final from the final performance this isn't really a movie where being method i think was called for you know she just likes being tied up she's got a red room at home she's fine okay um <laughs> David Howard Thornton himself has described Art the Clown as an evil Mr. Bean. Which, um, you know, I think uh, I would, I, I maybe should go back and watch some Mr. Bean to see if, uh, you know, I get I thought Art... Mr. Bean was the evil Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, he's probably because he doesn't talk and he just, all of his, like, uh, 
the way he communicates is through expression of his face. Yeah. And Mr. Yeah. Bean just kind of grunts. Yeah. And doesn't really. Yeah. Well, I mean, David, noises, maybe. Like, David Howard Thornton as well. He, he prior to this, it was a mime artist. That's where you oh. know, he, um, he got this sort of experience and that's where he drew a lot of the mannerisms and things. So, you know, he was kind of perfect for the role, really. Um, he's also well, said, if you're going to have a killer clown, you want it to be a mime one. Do you? Yeah. He's also said uh, he was inspired by other silent and physical actors like Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, Lon Chaney, Doug Jones, and Jim Carrey as well. He's, he's noted as, as being inspiration. All that, all of those line up. Yeah. Like, I feel like I can see every one of them in him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially Jim Carrey. Uh, David Howard Thornton, um, the, the the moment where he uh, flips off Victoria after she stabs him in the foot with the railroad spike, that was uh, not scripted. Um, David Howard Thornton just did that for a laugh, and the crew <laughs> the crew all laughed really hard. So they decided to Damien Damien only was like, you know what, we're just going to keep that in. Um, th- those are the kind of fun things I think do, does give this movie, you know, a little bit of character. So I'm kind of glad they did that. Um, last piece of trivia that I've got. So the the I know. Nico, um, you sort of mentioned that they'd, they'd actually done this before, not to my knowledge, but um, whilst they were looking for original, uh, Damien Loney was looking, sorry, for original horror scenes that he hadn't seen before on film, um, he was re- he read books about medieval forms of torture for inspiration, which is where he found the sawing in half um, and was decided to put that in the film. So he, he saw it in a, a book about medieval torture. I've got a unique one for you. So, uh, you know, my missus is from Czech. If you go to the Prague Sex Museum and there's a, like, like there's there's a, like, torture one as well, mm-hmm. and they're not far from each other. And the sex one's got one where they basically sit them on it and yeah. they enjoy themselves. And then the <laughs> torture one's got pretty much the same thing, but missing the dildo, and it cuts them in half. So you would have got the idea from that, pretty much. Okay. We have, we, have, we have a renaissance fair here it's like two hours from my house and they have like a like a dungeon like thing that you can go into and they talk about stuff like that now this is a family friendly um like event and you can pay two dollars to go into this little like museum that's like set up like a dungeon and they have all of those like things where like they sit the guy down on the spike and all that stuff and yeah. i've heard i've gone in it like a m- bunch of times because i like it because it's only two dollars but i've you heard like the little spike, kid- you? I've, I've heard little kids ask what that is like what does that mean and parents go uh, 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 and like <laughs> like stumble over what that there and i'm like that's so great yeah that's what he should put in, that's what he should put in the next one that spike well, yeah. you, maybe, maybe, and you know damon leone if you are listening to this podcast <laughs> you know um you know just just a suggestion you know we yeah. we, we, we don't want that much credit <laughs> yeah. if, if you do go go if you really want some great ideas on torture go to check <laughs> go, go, go go to prague you'll find it it's it's advertised everywhere i think you won't the street, I think, they hand out flyers you know i think I mean? there's a few things like that in like amsterdam and that as well isn't there but it's a fact you've got the sex one and the torch one not far from each other, so he can cross it over and really enjoy himself. I mean, it's Amsterdam. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's going to be a sex museum pretty close by. Probably <laughs> two of them. Yeah. You could just go window shopping. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, that's all I've got anyway for trivia with regards to, or at least interesting trivia, I think, with regards to Terrifier. Any of you guys got anything off the top of your head before we move on? Nope. Yeah. Nope. Okay. 
Perfect. Let us move on to our final segment of the show. We're going to talk about the ratings and the reviews. A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. As always, we will start off with the critics' scores. I say critic scores. Um, there is no Metacritic score for this movie. Um, really? They are four ratings short of giving it an official rating. So uh, we only have the IMDb rating for this movie, which is a 5.6 out of 10. Uh, there is a Rotten Tomatoes critics and a Rotten Tomatoes audience rating. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of them, Ren. Would anyone like to hazard a guess at what they think the critics and the audience scored this movie? I actually know what they are, so I'm not going to guess. Okay. Oh, Nico. Uh, it's annoying because you always reveal ones that throw me off. Because I would have said 50-50, but you said it was like 6.5 on IMDb. Uh, IMDb was a 5.6. Oh, 5.6? All right, I'll stick with 50-50 then. So you're going to go, go and slap bang down the middle. You know what? You're not I'll actually... Go, I'll go 54... 57. No, you're 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 really you're really close. The Rotten Tomatoes critics scored this 55%. The Rotten Tomatoes audience scored it 52%. So they're pretty much on on a par with what they think. I think yeah. you know it was I think it was I think it was Unico that said right at the very beginning, no, this is a Marmite movie. You love or hate yeah. this movie. There isn't really that middle ground of people who's just like, yeah, you know. Like everyone <laughs> I've talked to, it genuinely splits straight down the middle. It's so fucking weird. Uh, the critics' consensus, all about the splashy kills, terrifier, artfully, see what they did there, uh, introduces the unpredictable <laughs> massacre mime art, yet fails to carve an entertaining story worth of worthy of his wrath. Um, I think that's pretty much spot on, to be honest with you. I think they've got, as we said, this really fucking, this really interesting character that's got so much potential. They just need to give him a story that's worthwhile for him. So. Um, as always, we throw it out to our followers, our listeners across our social media platforms and asking for their opinion. This is one of the few times where I don't have one from Ren to read out. <laughs> Ren, go do one now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, we asked for you guys for your thoughts and opinions on the movie. Uh, so we will just quickly go through a few of them. Uh, our friends over at the House That Screams podcast, Candy says, I will give it a 65 Definitely prefer the second one. Uh, Joe Muldoon gives it a 6. An enjoyable enough indie flick. Terrifier 2 was brilliant. I gave it an 8. But a bit over long. But art really became an icon. And the special effects were marvellous. Uh, our friends over at the Movies for Days podcast gives it a 4 out of 10. The points are specifically for Art the Clown and the gore design. Everything else about this movie is terrible, boring and unwatchable, but the artistry on display deserves huge recognition. I wish Damien Leone would find a good writer to team up with. His scripts are trash. Um, See, I agree with that. Like, oh. that is how I feel about this movie. Uh, NYC Cinema Confidential gives it a 5. Definitely a better script than part 2. Mm. You know, so... uh, and finally, Jim's Horror Tropes gives it a 3 out of 10. Nothing fun about it vicious and repetitive they improved the formula with the sequel which is admittedly balls to the wall crazy it is going back to what you say you know it's just it's just wild the, the, the opinions vary so differently i think the general consensus is that terrifier 2 is a better movie i think you'll find more people who are positive on that than you'll find uh, about i Terrif do prefer uh, that you would find about terrifier however you know that like you know your your thoughts, Ren, and, and some of those people's thoughts. You know, people. I'm not saying you agree with that one, by the way. That some, there's someone there saying that 
this has a better script than Terrifier 2. You know, the, the, the opinions are just on such a wide scale about this that it is really difficult to pinpoint, I think, for, you know, where you think the general consensus is going to be. So it, it's, it's very interesting. Anyways, um, given all of the scores that we got in for this movie combined, that gives the listeners uh, an average score of 6.8 out of 10, which is, is on the low side, I think, when you look at sort of movies that we've covered the the audience does tend to be by far and away you know the most generous um of the ratings um so for it to be a 6.8 is i think a little bit on the low side from them but that's just my own personal opinion your, your audience is definitely very positive on most movies sometimes <laughs> yeah. i'm like i'm like sometimes people are like 10 out of 10 and i'm like all right <laughs> yeah yeah i've not been there we have a very we have a very our audience just has a very bright yeah. outlook on things you know um anyway so yeah 6.8 from them that just leaves us three uh ren we will let you go first on a scale of zero to ten what are you going to rate terrifier i'm going to give this a four out of ten um which is probably better than i would have given it if i didn't watch this movie on tuesday um i think the script is incredibly weak i think that the person who previously commented about it they wish that uh damien leone would get with a better writer um could have made this movie something uh something much more than what it is um art is a cool character i think he needs to be developed a little bit more i think he gets a little bit of that in terrifier 2 but we're not reviewing terrifier 2 um yeah, I, and I and I didn't like that we lost our final girl and had no connection at the end. Like, I think the ending falls incredibly flat. Um, yeah, so four out of ten. Awesome, Nico. Uh, I'm going to give it a five out of ten. And genuinely, is art it seems like a very good villain to start off a franchise with. He's decent enough. Less is more, and it does work that way. The gore effects are brilliant, but everything else in it lets it down for me. Okay. And it's it's just one of those things where if you'd asked me this a year ago, it would have probably been a lot higher. <laughs> well, that's it. But then, sometimes, you know, you, you need to give movies, you know, that breathing space, don't you? And then, and then give it a second watch or, or whatever. Some You know, sometimes that's just required. On uh, on the fourth watch, it came down a lot of points. Watch. Well, on the third watch, it came down a few anyway. But, yeah. I mean, listen, I... I'm a big fan of Terrifier as a franchise. I think that's been made pretty evident over the past hour and a half in the past, in the past, you know, seven years since this movie came out. Um, however, I am very fully aware of the flaws of this movie, you know, and and I'm not disagreeing with either of you guys for the, the majority of what what you have to say. You know, um, there's certain and some of them's for different reasons you know we talked about it i didn't mind that they killed off tara and then gave us a new final girl i really liked the idea behind it but the execution of it just wasn't there we didn't have a connection to that character i really wish we would have you know i, I like that they were trying to do fresh and interesting things it's a shame that they just didn't manage to execute them all really well however i do think and I, I appreciate what you were saying earlier, Ren, as well, about how, you know, maybe art's not quite there yet in terms of the mainstream and being a horror icon. I think he already is in terms of the core sort of horror fandom. You know, I think he has already reached that status for a lot of people. And it remains to be seen whether that's going to happen with Terrifier 3 if he does reach that mainstream. I think he might. I think he has got a lot of potential to do so. Um, 
And I still think there's a lot of potential in this franchise, you know, regardless of how you feel about Terrifier and Terrifier 2. So um, all of those things being said, I'm going to give it a six and a half. So, um, wow, that's, that's actually lower than I thought. Yeah, same <laughs> I, I, um, I prefer Terrifier 2. I do. I, I prefer the second one as well. I think they do fix... They do try and address a lot of the issues that people have about this movie. I think they do some of that things rather successfully. Again, there's a few things that I dislike about that movie, but there's a lot less that I dislike about that movie than I like about this one. So, uh, yeah, six and a half. I think I think that's fair from someone oh, who likes it. I forgot it does what I fucking hate in movies. And I, I was I I now. had this point and I hadn't brought it up yet. The majority of the movie takes place a year before the opening scene, and you hate yeah. movies. You hate I movies hate that. that flashback. Yeah. And and this is one of the ones where I don't think it works as well. Well, I mean, it doesn't actually. You don't. We don't actually know it. It does that though until later in the film, right? No, when they're doing the interview at the start. When they're when she's introducing the dame, yeah, no, no, I know they, say, I know they, no, no, I know they say it, but we don't know in that opening scene that that's Victoria. Oh, you can tell it's definitely one of the victims though from that night, and you're like, yeah, it is a flashback. You can uh, tell that they, straight away. The first time I saw it, I didn't know it was her. No, I didn't. I didn't know it was her either. Like that was a twist. I didn't me. know it was her. No, 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 but, but like, I, like I didn't. I didn't know it was a flashback. Like, the yeah, whole I thought. That, I thought the I first. Thought the girl on the talk show was just a former victim. They yeah. Were like, and, and art and art was out again. Like he yeah. was doing it again. That's, for what the whole I, movie. That, that's what I thought. Oh no, I thought it was a flashback because they're way too fucking trusting with him and all that shit. I'm like, you can blatantly tell this is a flashback. I, I fucking hate that. No, I, 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 I mean, well done to you. If that's how you yeah. managed to read it. Um, that's, that's definitely not how I read it. But yeah. Anyways, it is what it is. Uh, all of our scores anyway, Combined... I, I thought it was going to be the cat lady, by the way. I should have said that. Or oh, you thought Victoria was, was going to be the cat lady? The, the... I, I thought the victim in the video at the start is the cat lady, but I was totally wrong. Okay. Um, yes, uh, anyways, all of our scores combined with our listeners and our critic scores gives Terrifier an average score of 5.5 out of 10. So not a million miles away, Nico, with your rating. Um, it does mean it's not a bottom 10 movie. It puts Terrifier in 58th place of the now 74 movies that we have covered on the show. It puts it one place above Rubber and one place below Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> I'd rather watch both those movies. Yeah, same. Oh, okay. I, I... Well, I don't, like, actually, I don't know if... <laughs> Rubber is a one a weird one. I don't know if I would actually rather watch that by myself. <laughs> I would rather watch that movie with someone else that hasn't seen it because I'm yes. fucking. I um, love trolling people with that movie. For anyone yeah. who has checked out Rubber, <laughs> yes. Anyone who's listened to our episode on Rubber will know the absolute rage I got myself into as that episode. <laughs> I I started off that episode rel- in a relatively good mood and just got more and more pissed off as the episode. Perfect. And by the end of it, I think I was actually really i think i was actually red in the face by the yeah. end of that. i was so i was furious i'm actually from a personal perspective really lucky that we weren't doing video episodes by that point we were doing your heart pulping a bit it was it, honestly yeah. i was uh i was i was really not happy about it um some other movie that's where we get a sequel as well by the way uh no we're not covering it. <laughs> you made me do that one. Revenge, bitch. Uh-huh. I didn't make you do rubber. Yeah, you did. I never picked that. You picked that. No, you picked that. Did I? 
Yeah. I can't imagine I'd pick that. We were talking about ones we hadn't seen yet, and you go, this sounds interesting. Oh, I thought I tried to pick Killer Sofa, but never mind. Um, which What's the difference? What's the, I, I, I got less angry at Killer Sofa. Because <laughs> um, we've both hadn't watched it yet, so that's why we picked it. Just for uh, some other context, a couple of the other movies in the leaderboard that are around Terrifier, so a couple of places above Terrifier, you've got movies like... Uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, Saw 2 and Critters, so that's just what's like above it there. Just below it... Great movies. Just below it, you've got Silent Hill, Resident Evil, and Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. You know, so... so I just find it a bit interesting to see where these sort of things... I, I would put it below all those movies you've said so far. Yeah, I would put it... I'd probably put it below all those movies, too. That's okay. Fair enough. Um, like, I'd rather watch Child's Play. <laughs> It, it, Actually, I would keep it. I would probably keep it above Raccoon City because I was not a fan of that movie. Oh really? Um, I think yeah. both of both of us, Nico, ended up being a slightly more positive on Raccoon City than we were on the original Resident Evil movie. Yeah. Um, speaking of Child's Play, that's currently sitting in sixty fifth place. So Terrifier is seven places above. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! So yeah, and uh, saying that you'd rather watch. Child's Play. You scored that movie a two and gave Terrifier uh, a five. So I'm just saying, Nico, I might, you might. I have, might have to change my score for Terrifier. You that. might need to change your score for Child's Play when we get to our hundred. Might have to change my score for Terrifier. <laughs> um, do you think? I think people will start messaging us. You know, <laughs> even like a hundred episodes time, we're still having this argument. <laughs> So Ren, do you want to go official? Which what's better? What? <laughs> is it child's play? Is it child's play? <laughs> is it child's play ch- remake is trash. Or, do- <laughs> or, 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 do- or Doctor Sleep. I would rather watch Doctor Sleep. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. I don't think that I don't think that movie is necessarily as good as Nico makes it out to be. But that'll like do. That. I'll take it. I'll take it. That'll yeah. do. <laughs> 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 I take genius that, compared to child's play I take that yes. as a massive massive W um, <laughs> anyways <laughs> that is going to do it for this week's show if you are listening to us live don't go anywhere um, we're gonna, I'm going to take a break for 5 minutes so that you know us guys here can do a debrief um, and, but then I will be back with the second portion of the stream because uh, I'm going to play some games as, as I always do. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, thank you so, so much for downloading and listening to this episode. We really appreciate your support. Your support has been absolutely incredible over the past sort of six to eight weeks specifically. Um, you know, we, we've kind of just exploded a little bit, which is fantastic for us to, to, to see. So thank you so much to everyone for giving us your support. Ren, thank you so, so much for, for finally being able to join us on the yeah. show. We really appreciate you having on. Yeah. Um, we will need to get you back on the show to talk about something that you like. Yeah, <laughs> you come enough. on. You should come but, on. Hey, you know what the, hold on. I got to give you credit. You guys credit. So prior, and I wanted to do this before I got off the air. Prior to really like listening to your guys' show, I used to be like a hard ass when it came to movies. You didn't like them. If I liked the movie you didn't like, I was, you're an idiot to me. And if, <laughs> And vice versa. Like if, if, if it, and, and I was very close minded and how I like went and kind of not to the degree that that person went at um, Nico from house that screams, but I used to really give people grief about it. But at the end of the day, it's movies. Yeah. And just because I like a certain movie more than you do or vice versa, 
who cares? Yeah. It's a movie. Like yeah. I don't have to watch the movie you like, and I don't. You don't have to watch the movie. I... So like I changed. I I I really came down from that. Like, uh, and it's something I unfortunately see. Like I I encounter when I go to like horror conventions or when I get deep into the horror community. You have a lot of that real, real, real strong opinions to the point where people will argue and stop being friends with each other over something silly like a movie. Yeah. And I want to give you guys credit for uh, a lot of my like backing off of that and taking the edge off. Sometimes I, it still sneaks out, but like, but I, I, but you guys specifically and how positive you are, even on the stuff that you don't like or agree with has changed my opinion on how I look at the way people view movies. So I want to thank you for that. Well, we, uh, cool. we, very we very much, appreci- much appreciate we very much appreciate those incredible words. And uh, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right as well. You know, there is, and listen, we, we all get, we all get a little defensive, don't we, about the things we love, you know, that, that, that's kind of just sort of human nature, if there's something out there that you love that someone else doesn't, then yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's in our nature, I think, to defend it, I think it's always just important to remember where the line is, isn't it, you know, we, we've, we've, yeah. we've danced around it, you know, the abuse that, you know, our, our colleague over at the House That Screams got for for what was simply a justifiable movie opinion was was absolutely horrendous and you know unfortunately you do still see way too much of that kind of thing across yeah. social media you see it you know like you said at, at conventions and, and things like that you know alex vincent absolutely hates nico <laughs> <laughs> and i'm on his side <laughs> um so yeah, that it, is a funny video. So it is, it is still, you know, an unfortunate sort of part of the sort of fandom. But you know, for me, I I, I like seeing people be passionate about things, whether it's a case of they love it or hate it. For me, the, the light is always as you know what you be passionate, say what you have to say, as long as what you've got to say is justifiable and you're not, you know, attacking someone's person. Then you know, have at it. You know, I would, I yeah. I am quite happy to sit here and debate with Nico about how better than people give it credit for <laughs> Child's Play remake is. And, you know, <laughs> but, not... <laughs> but, you know, and I'm more than happy to sit here and debate with you guys. You guys not, were not high on today's movie. I was, but, you know, it's, it's, it's personal taste at the end of the day. And I feel like you guys made some really great points for why you don't like this movie. I feel like I've made some really good points about why I do like this movie. You know, it's... Um, Yes, Nico. We we know you love the Lost Boys. <laughs> well, I never. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, you were. You were pointing to your. <laughs> Just so you know, Nico, that's one of my wife's favorite movies of all time, too. So the, the greatest vampire movie of all time. Oh, she... oh, wait, wait, wait. Because because earlier you just said it was the greatest movie of all time. Now you've downgraded. Greatest it. horror? No, greatest horror movie of all time. Okay. Greatest movie of all time is probably Godfather too, but that's just. I mean, I'll, I'll just to let you know, Nico. I've I've went and picked my movies for the rest of the year and i have kind of done a few of the choices with knocking the lost boys out of our top 10 in mind (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's only going to take one because it's currently sitting in 10th place um it's it's pretty high up there but uh, it's only going to take one movie and i have definitely picked a couple of movies that are going to finish above it so Um, Uh, i mean i got a few that'll probably knock it out but all you gotta do is a, you gotta do one of the big ones, and then that's oh, it. Oh, we we I definitely have some of the big ones planned, but uh, for those as well, up next on the show, not a movie I think is going to bother our top ten, um, but next on the show we are talking all about Knock at the Cabin, which uh, 
I think it's going to be a nice, interesting one for us to talk about, Nico. Once again, going to a newer release, you know, something that we yeah. we were, were trying to focus a little bit more on. Um, that's your choice uh, next week. Yes, why, why have you decided to go for Knock at the Cabin? Because we both like wrestling, so we're going to get on that subject at the same time. <laughs> Just so we can talk a little bit about Batista. Um, but don't forget, over the course of the next couple of months, we've got some... We've got a we've got a good mix of movies coming up over the next couple of months. You know, we've got things. We've got your big hitters, uh, Jaws and The Thing, are two of their big hitters that are going to come up over the next couple of months. That I'm well, personally convinced is going to knock <laughs> Lost Boys. Ren, out. you should come on when I'm on holiday, by the way, because I like your style on this. By the way, <laughs> you, like, Ren, you're officially the stand-in now like, for me. No, no, no. <laughs> fucking replace me I'm fine with that but uh, I've been trying to replace no, uh, you for months <laughs> I know <laughs> we are friends people honestly we I do actually occasionally go um, for a drink but we're also you know we're also covering some other fun stuff uh, we've got Megan and Becky coming up for you know movies that are maybe slightly newer releases uh, but other things coming up like Don't Breathe uh, Long Time Dead which is one I'm quite looking for Ginger Snaps The Descent you know all these things are coming up and then you know, as I said, I've I've went and picked movies for the rest of the year, and I've 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 sort of themed it a little bit. So I've got I've got our first pre nineteen fifties movie picked. I've got um some PG friendly horror movies in there. I've got some other new releases. I've got some sequels. So I think I've got a good mix, Nico. So you need to go away and cool. pick pick about ten to fifteen movies. I can do that. I'm sure you. Can. I could do that now. I'm sure you can. Um, anyways, like I say, if you are currently watching us on the my DVD uh, collection is there. I could. Yes. If you are currently, <laughs> if you are currently watching us live, stick around. I'm going to be back in just about five to ten minutes. Um, if you're listening to this on the download, thank you very much for joining us. If you two can stay on the line just for a couple of minutes once I'm finished with yep. the, the stream, then we can have a very very quick debrief and then i will let you guys get on with your sundays um but thank you once again to ren for joining us uh if you want to do your plugs very quickly one more time before we get out of here on all the socials i'm ren xxx uh i'm monthly contributor to the horror flicks and guitar picks podcast which is horror underscore guitar on twitter horror flicks and guitar picks pod on instagram and horror flicks and guitar picks podcast on facebook uh, Tim is, Tim Mills is the guy that runs the whole show. I'm just one of the uh, we, monthly contributors to it. So I push that. Awesome. Uh, the links for all of that will be in the description for this episode. Uh, so please do go check and go follow Ren on the social medias. Has some wonderful opinions out there. As I said, obviously a regular con- contributor to this show as well. Um, and go check out uh, Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. Uh, Nico, where can people yeah. find this show? Uh, on the internet on the internet okay uh, don't forget if you'd like to follow us on our social media you can do so on twitter at damned podcast we're on facebook and instagram at pod of the damned you can email us at pod of the damned at gmail.com you can watch us live here on twitch twitch.tv forward slash pod of the damned and you can subscribe to our patreon patreon.com forward slash pod of the damned thank you once again again to uh, everyone and we're on spotify as well because that's where most people listen to it that i know most people listen to us on Apple Podcasts, but that's absolutely fine. <laughs> no, I mean, for folk that I know. <laughs> for folk that you know, okay. Um, yes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Music, Amazon, and pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, but yes, once again, a big, big thank you to everyone for coming on the show and for everyone for downloading and listening to this episode. And until next week on the Pod of the Damned, just remember, Nico, 
you're damned if you do, and you're damned, and if, you're you damned if you don't. 